You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. Welcome back. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome. We are here. The boys are back for another amazing we are. Sunday show. Even more amazing than last week. I'm yeah, going to go out on a limb. Me? I'm going to go out on that same limb. Um, because we have Proud amazing, amazing scientist extraordinaire. Uh, as Jack well as and a comedian. And a comedian. I love yeah. it. So that's going to be amazing, amazing, amazing. I'm excited to talk about And it's going to be an even better things. show because I'm pretty sure... That I'm punch drunk from no sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here, okay, story time. Once upon a time, the boys decided uh, to go out to Seattle on the weekend and come back the morning of the show. Yeah, so that means we got got up at four. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Four a.m. this morning. The The trip over worth it. Oh yeah. Why we were there for our for our friends? Ten times worth it. One hundred percent worth it. The sleep and the drive back. I'm not so sure. You guys will have to let us know who's listening. (laughs) And the answer better be worth it because in my mind it's going to be an amazing show because I find myself hilarious when I'm tired. Right. Like anything I say is the it's gold. It's comedy gold. Well, good thing it is. Good thing um, tomorrow we'll have this up on iTunes, and you can check it out if you miss the show. <laughs> I know uh, or miss any part of it. So you and I will probably go ahead and re-listen to it, and uh, it and might decide. not be up on Tuesday if we don't like it. So. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's a thing. <laughs> but yeah, so we always do our check-in. So yeah. we uh, we decided to go over uh, some friends of ours were having a wonderful little soirée. Mm. Um, French. I know, Classic. right? It was a French thing. Well. Well. So, so we went over, and also Kurt went to deliver a painting he had done. Yes, yeah. of one of our gracious hosts. Um, but, but yeah, it, it was a painting of was. his butt. It was, and it was. Now the butt was clothed yeah. in <laughs> jeans, so that was like. Um, but anyway, so we went and delivered it, and it actually was beautiful, and mm-hmm. it was a big hit. For everyone who saw it that night, who would come over to to yes, the so house. big big round of applause for Kurt and um, and for you Christians can, rear and for Christians Yay. rear. Thank you, Christians <laughs> rear. Um, you can actually see it on Facebook. Yeah, uh, and there's a whole process that uh, the Schmear over there uh, posted. It it goes from concept to yeah. you know the rough outlines like he loves to do. Uh, kind of kind of fades it in, and then the the final product. all the way to it, and yeah. it, it made it all the way to Seattle. It's beautiful. Now it's hanging he, on a wall now. It is now. Here's the beautiful beautiful thing about this painting, and uh, we're gonna plug uh, Kurt's art for a second yeah, because he doesn't get a plug uh, that often, <laughs> and and keep going. Uh, and we're just gonna keep going. <laughs> um, he did. This is a project uh, that he thought about, and it has the hanky. Uh, the coming code. out of the the gene, yeah. So it's the hanky code, yeah. And he wants to make these into prints. You can order yeah. online, and you pick your hanky. You pick yeah. whatever color, uh, what that means to you. Um, it's part of your queer history, exactly. And you can put it in the left or the right pocket because yeah. they mean different, Let vastly me tell you, different things. Vastly, do not Sergei and I read yeah. the and uh, the numerous, exactly. just numerous. Here's the thing: amounts if it's, of if it's of a peach uh, hanky in your left. 
uh, pocket, you're you're no you're you're down to play. In your right pocket, you are into some fisting. So yeah. it's it's really so rough. you don't want to mix up your pockets. No, no, no. Or other, it could be a very surprising evening. And a doctor strip would be probably <laughs> in in order, especially so. if you weren't ready. No, I'm no. telling you Gotta that could get crazy. <laughs> so. But you know, we always love doing uh, the trips to Seattle. We saw a bunch of uh, great friends, and we met a bunch of new ones. Um, mm. And we're always trying to you know connect the east and the west sides of our state exactly together oh, in loving harmony us. yeah because we're so and different other pretty words <laughs> loving harmony and other pretty words <laughs> it's uh true. it's so different and you know we were surprised because we usually get amazing 90 degree 80 degree weather in seattle i know because we bring it with it's, us yeah exactly it's never been uh actual seattle rain never this weekend um we were gifted with the rain which was and I, then I think we it brought amazing. it back with and then us we brought to it spokane back. yeah so the, apparently the we're doing way. the opposite yeah, yeah. <laughs> of what we did last year well hey you know you have to share one 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 gives one I takes know, right? you know how that works i there you go. Uh, yeah, so, okay, moving forward. So um, so here's the thing. We have a great show for you today. It's two guests, as we love to do now and then, a doubleheader. We're going to have a comedian, the hilarious uh, out-comedian Dana Goldberg mm-hmm. is going to be on first because we want to talk about she's coming to Seattle Women's Pride. She is. Uh, in just a few weeks. Yeah. And we, of course, want to thank the Seattle Lesbian. They are the ones that put that do all the work and put that great event on. Mm-hmm. And we love them and we work with them frequently. So uh, big shout out to Seattle Lesbian for doing that work. Uh, Sari Tochi, for Sarah Tochi to be uh, specific, love them. So there's that, that shameless plug. And then in the second hour... We have Jack Andraka. Jack Thomas Andraka. Jack, right? Just mm. get it all. And who is he? He's a scientist. He is. So He's at, a young scientist. A young. He's 19 now. He's 19 now. Hit the mm-hmm. news when he was mm-hmm. 15. Yeah. In high school, he basically invented an early detection strip for pancreatic and other cancers. Yeah. At 15. So we're going to talk to him about his story. Uh, yeah. He wrote a book. He does TED Talks. He's yeah. he uh, came basically out being a genius. The smarty, you know, it's already hard enough to be smarter than all the other kids. Yeah. And then he the realized that he yeah. was gay. And yeah. then so it's a whole story. This this kid in 19 years, and not a kid anymore, but this mm-hmm. this young man in 19 years has lived a lot. Yes. Uh, a lot of things. But I want to talk to him specifically. So in his book, mm-hmm. he compares school science fairs to the Hunger Games. <laughs> okay. And yeah. I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> First of all, awesome because it's just dramatic enough to be totally gay. Yeah. And <laughs> I want to know what dramatic. he means because that sounds like cutthroat. It, right. Cutthroat. And he says it is. Well, so I want to talk to him a little bit yeah, about I've that. Yeah, I've never seen science fairs to be that cutthroat. So we're going we're gonna to hear and from him, though. Is, and Sergey, yep. you are much smarter than I am when it comes to books. So yeah. I can, but to me, I'm thinking maybe that's because I was never at the level where, where I was a threat to anyone. Oh. My little <laughs> volcano that yeah, could, there you go. was there not you go. threatening. Yeah. the Jack and Dracas of my generation. It yeah. wasn't. They were just like, oh, okay, you're cute. And oh, then moved on. Huh. See, so I, I'm guessing, but were you? Well, I, I did science fairs. I did two of them. Uh, we, I only was able to do two of them. I think it was limited to fourth and fifth grade or something like that. Yeah. It was it was not, not great. The first time I did a thing where, you know, you, you take the flowers and you put them in colored water and the dyed water and it dyes the flower. Yeah. Yeah. So I did uh, a thing about that. That was, that was fine. The second year I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go all out. I'm gonna go all out. Right. And I made a satellite <laughs> dish out of an old pot uh, 
pot lid. Of course you did. Yeah. That, so I mean, that's, that, that like, was pretty cool. This is what I got to say. So yeah. because we told y'all last week that we were going to have our our extraordinary um, <laughs> intern yeah. all through the summer, Houston, I have to tell you, you're telling the story oh, great. about the... Yeah, yeah get ready because <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to is. explain yeah. yourself to Sergey. <laughs> uh, you're telling the story of the dye flowers and I just want you to know Houston was not impressed. Uh, you're not impressed? <laughs> no, I just didn't know what the heck you were talking about. Oh, 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 he okay. had this look on his face like, seriously, you dyed flowers? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's worse did? than a volcano. <laughs> I just buy those at Safeway. No, right? No, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you get them. And that's, that's I would so just correct. quickly change yeah. them out and say, no, they change color. Well, what you have to do a report on it. You have oh, to I can talk about up. why that happens and the whole process. <laughs> See, and that was the problem with me in school because yeah. I really enjoyed improv. Oh. And I also too, was though. very yeah. good at lying. So <laughs> I could make, and I'm, I can convince you yeah. that what I'm saying yeah. is truth. So, so, I mean, so your science I reports my were, way. Yeah, were a lot like, well, there's these little tiny little people there <laughs> that were... carry the color all the way to the flower. <laughs> and I found this through and research. The teacher, even though they knew yeah. I was full of it, were like, right. that was so entertaining. No, we're just going to at least a. give you a participation prize. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Oh, and yeah, of course, all yeah. of mine had to, they were Broadway plays, just fully produced. <laughs> <laughs> they were choreographed. It was a yeah, speaking of choreographed. We have yeah. a friend, uh-huh. Stan. Yes, um, who do. is he does Zumba, and he's really good at it. And he's so much fun. He's a great guy. And he made his promise. I was thinking about choreography because although I love Broadway and choreography, I have no coordination. Yeah, and yeah. he made his promise that next time we go to Seattle, which happens frequently, <laughs> that we're going to take one of his classes. A Zumba so, class. A Zumba yeah. class. So I decided that Sergey is going to narrate it, and we're going to just see how long it takes for the EMTs to arrive, put Jonathan on the stretcher, and how they have to hold Sergey back from wanting to use the paddles on me. Because they're like, he's fine, and you're like, I'm going to do it. My favorite thing about this is that it you. all of a sudden turns into a sitcom episode, because that's how your right? life works. And it I is. And, I and, I and now I just gave you episode three of the sitcom. That there, you there you go. Yeah. I just wanted I to it. share that, because it made mm-hmm. me laugh. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome. No, thank so, you. And this I'm t- week, I'm tickled by it. This week, what are your boys going to do? We're going to get facials. Yes. Oh my gosh. So Houston is talking to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you joined us last week, we uh, talked a little bit about his little lady crush. Yeah. Um, who true. who uh, works at a that made me uncomfortable. A salon. We can't lady tell you. Crush. Lady crush. That just um, so like Jonathan and yes. I are going to be going to this it. salon. Um, and we are going to get facials. Salon. A salon. A salon. Because we don't want to be too. We don't want to give away Houston's. We're not going to blow this cover. Yeah. But I do want to say we are going because you you go there. Yeah. You told us yeah. they, today you just dropped it in the conversation yeah. like it was nothing. You're yeah. like, I got a facial there. And we're like, <gasps> facial. Wait, everybody stop. <laughs> wow. Stop. You got a facial. No. They're yeah. affordable. We need to continue to look beautiful. For I you. know. Are affordable. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. I mean, look, we are on the radio, so we do need to have good faces. We do. I'm ju- it's I'm just important. Hey, we go to Seattle. <laughs> there are lots of yeah. available gay businessmen over there. <clears throat> Thank you, Mark and Christian. <laughs> We're going to start having parties for Jonathan to get a date. Yeah, and spe- <laughs> there you go. Speaking of which, um, uh, they just did a cruise over there. Mark and Christian uh, create. Well, Mark, Mark organizes this amazing yeah, engage, engage now. now. Uh, shameless plug right there. Uh, amazing it. cruise uh, overnight from Seattle to Vancouver, BC. So we thought, well, right. we're going to crash that party. We are, um, and we'll. Hopefully go it's, there in September. Right? Oh, we are. Hopefully oh, yeah. nothing. Hopefully nothing. So it's, we're a, go- we're it's going. a day after my birthday. So I told Mark That's last right. night. I That's said, right. okay, Mark, so I know it's your party, 
But I'm, I just want to take over and make it my party. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but Mark is so good at this stuff. I'm like, just, yeah. you know. Yeah. I just want to go do something fun for my birthday. I never do anything. I try to ignore the day. Yeah. And I don't want to anymore. Mm. So we are all, the boys are going. Yeah. And all I know is they had so much fun last time they did this mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I think it's just time we go. Yeah. We need, to, we need to do a whole thing. What did we do last year for your birthday? I think, oh, I remember we hid because you didn't want to acknowledge that you were Right. 40. Because okay, I don't want to do That's that. Right. But yeah. I'm going to be. sorry. I'm 40 I'm and a half. <laughs> Love it. 40 and a half, soon to be 41. Girl, so, own it. Own I know. It. Own, own it. it. Right. Mm-hmm. Our favorite people are going on this cruise that we're going to. Might Anyways, as well. maybe we should take a break. I think we should because when we come back, we will probably be talking to Dana Goldberg. I know. And that'll, that'll be, be awesome. hilarious. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to listen to a song that Houston chose because we love when he's doing he's it. Because he's good at music. Yeah, it's going to be by <laughs> Andy Black. It's going to be called We Don't Have to Dance. You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. And we are about to talk to Dana Goldberg. Dana Goldberg is a comedian, humanitarian, LGBT advocate, and female extraordinaire. She's going to be performing in Seattle for Women's Pride in June. But right now, she'll be performing an interview with the Outspoken Boys. Welcome to the airwaves, Dana Goldberg. Are you there? I am. Good afternoon, guys. Well, hello. hello. How are you this fine day? I am fabulous. I'm actually sitting on a terrace looking over... The Strip at Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, oh my wow. Well, so we're going to be there in like 20 yeah. minutes now because that sounds amazing <laughs> you got to me. Lucky. So, I know, right? Okay. So <laughs> we're, we're going to dive right in here. So Let's do it. the legend, the story goes that you got your start in New Mexico in 2003 in front of a sold out theater. But is that truly where comedy started for you? Is that where the legend began? No, that is, I guess, where my professional career began. I, um, always a funny kid. I know everyone says that. My kindergarten teacher told my mother I was the funniest five-year-old she never met. I don't know what that means, but I don't even know who my competition was, but I, I, apparently I could take them. Um, I, I actually did my high school talent show when I was 17. I decided I was going to do a 10-minute stand-up routine. Oh, wow. Brave. Yeah, and I ended up winning. But oh. um, when I when I made my first DVD, I had to take the tape in to get digitized, <laughs> and we put it in. And I'm standing next to the guy, and I'm wearing a pair of jeans, a button down, and a tie with polar bears. I look like Paula Pound. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who doesn't know me looks at me and yeah. goes, "I don't think you could be any gayer unless you were holding a softball glove and wearing a visor." <laughs> <laughs> And that's when you were like, I got yeah, this. Right. This it's in the mine. bag. It's in the bag. Oh, my God. I'm telling jokes about my ex-boyfriend yeah, really? and I, why it's not working out so well. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's God. Ridiculous. Oh, oh, that's, that's amazing. Brilliant. So that night in New Mexico in 2013, what, what was that like, the sold-out crowd in the theater? So that was pretty awesome. It was for mm-hmm. an organization called Funny Lesbians for Change. So what it did, it was a nine-year show that raised higher education scholarships for women in the community. Oh, wow. So they gave me a seven-minute set, and guys, I'm not kidding. I could see my heart beating through my shirt. (laughs) And then they called me out, and I didn't touch the microphone because I thought I was going to turn it into like an an amplifying vibrator of sorts where I was like, don't touch this. (laughs) Um, It's just nothing was going to go well at that point. Uh, But I actually hit my first big joke, and I heard the most, deafening laughter oh. I had ever heard and then I went into this zone in seven minutes I was like 
this is this is a drug. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it was phenomenal. It's my first bet in front of 650 people, and I actually, I, I mean, I killed it. It was a really, really good time. Well, and you keep killing it. I mean, you get fans everywhere, everywhere you go. You even pick up new ones. And women in comedy can be a challenge. We And, you know, we've talked about it many times. Women in comedy talk about it all the time. But then you're also a lesbian comedian. What right. advantages and challenges can that entail? I think advantages of being a lesbian comic is there's something so taboo still, and especially our world, like, you know, the white straight man, their, their fantasy is to watch two women together. So mm-hmm. it's much yeah, easier, yeah. in my opinion, for a woman that doesn't look, and this is horrible to say, but that doesn't look scarier. I'm not a man hater or I'm not on stage and mm-hmm. I don't fit necessarily the stereotypical view that society has on what lesbians look like. We know lesbians are every shape and size, short oh, yeah, hair, long yeah. hair, big and small, it doesn't matter. But because I'm not terribly threatening when I go on stage, as long as I can make them laugh, then my, my um, sexual orientation becomes secondary. Mm-hmm. Funny is funny. Yes, so as long as I can right. get them on my side. So I think that is an advantage. Obviously a disadvantage of being a lesbian comic is that I have to decide if I want to be out. And I started very early on in my career to be out. It's Mm -hmm. kind of a decision I think I made unconsciously. I was just being authentic to who I was on stage, and it worked. So people ask all the time, you think, it hurt your career? Is it helping your career? Mm -hmm. I have no idea. My career is where it's at. I'm happy with where it's at, and I don't know the difference. Yeah, right. And and this is just you. You're just like, well, I'm just doing me. What Mm -hmm. can you do? Yeah. Well, and and some of my funniest material has yeah. to do with my relationships. But, you know, you guys know, <laughs> if you take the pronouns out of a joke, yes. oh, yeah. everyone has crazy families. Everyone exactly. has crazy relationships. We all go through the same crap. Yes. So I think that once you can break down those boundaries, I give people permission to laugh at things. They don't give themselves permission to laugh at. Right, oh, exactly. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, yeah. you know, through this openness that you have about your sexuality and your comedy, uh, your success is huge. I mean, you've shared the stage with some really inspirational people. I mean, the president, uh, Obama, the comedian, Jane Lynch, musical goddess, Lady Gaga. I mean, what what is it that gets you these gigs with these amazing people? Is it just the, well, perk, the perk of success? Or, I mean, is, is there a number we need to know about? Because yeah, we're, we're going to call it. Call it. Here's, we'll call who, it. here's who you call. Um, I was lucky enough. So in 2009, uh-huh. I... I'm I'm sure you all are familiar with, a lot of your listeners are familiar with the human rights campaign, especially right now with what's going on in North Carolina with HB2. Like the HRC has really come to the forefront because of all of the religious freedom bills, which is so Mm. crap, that are coming to since we've gotten marriage equality federally Mm -hmm. across this country. So long and short, in 2009 in San Francisco, they had a live auctioneer quit like two days before the dinner. And so they had seen me do stand-up, and they had seen me at other events that they had had. And so they called and said, I know this is crazy. Do you think you can do a live auction? And I was like, well, we're about to find out. (laughs) Right, right. So so I went up, and Uh I don't know if it's the Jew in me that wants to sell things. (laughs) I have no idea what's happening. But I got up there, and it was magical. And then Joe Salmonese, who happened to be the president of the HRC at the time, came up and said, uh-huh. we want you in Washington, D.C. Oh, man. That wow. was the year that Obama was about to get elected. Right. Mm-hmm. So I guess it must have been in 2008, not 2009. But 
my job was to go up and do a live auction and get the audience going with a few minutes of comedy. And I literally, Lady Gaga went on and played. Oh. And then she finished. And then they called me up to do the live auction. And then I finished, and they introduced the next president of the United States. So, wow. of course, my Jewish mother's like, you followed Lady Gaga, and you're open for the president of the United States. <laughs> you're done. You're done. Just you're retire done. now. You're done. Well, I'm not going to be a doctor or a lawyer, so yeah. I'm glad I can take her proud. I love that. Now, your comedy style is very smart. Uh, it's really funny, and you're very conversational in the way that you approach the audience. How did you find that voice? How did you develop that, that style? Thank you um, very much. I, I'm not sure... Uh, this is so hard to explain because I know a lot of comedians are like, you know, I went to class and I went to school yeah, and yeah. there's mm-hmm. five different types of comedy and I couldn't tell you what they are. Conversational <laughs> conversational is one of them, I guess. You know, um, there's the setup and the punchline, the very short things, which I don't do. I just kind of got on stage and started talking to the audience and telling jokes and stories as if I was in the living room with a mm-hmm. bunch of my friends. And for some reason... For me, doesn't work for other comedians. This is what has felt most natural, and mm-hmm. it's what's connected with the audience to kind of pull them in. So over the last 13 years, I feel like I've just gotten really comfortable in my own voice on stage right. and given myself permission to take more chances and bring the audience along with me. Right, mm-hmm. and it's just where it's just worked out. Because I have to say, I love that you make it sound like it's just natural. Because I also will tell stories as if I'm in my living room that I think are funny, but then everybody else looks at me and says, <laughs> "I guess you had to be there." <laughs> that's that's enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. You, it's still an art form that you have mastered. I just I will yeah, say that. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, aside from being you know hilarious and you know, taking the stage and making people millions of people laugh across the country, you have a humanitarian heart. I mean, you work for LGBT equality. HIV and AIDS. How do you find the time to do that? And what you know, what inspires you to take the time out of your career to go and you know make this effort for LGBT rights? Well, I think that you kind of they kind of are one and the same because mm-hmm. I'm able to get to a level of success. At least for me, a lot of people have different definitions of what success is. But I can pay my bills. I don't feel scared. There's food on the table, right? and these communities that I am a part of. So there's very there's a lot of different facets of, obviously, of who Jonathan is, who Sergio is, who mm-hmm. Dana Goldberg is. There's, mm-hmm. we are, you're a radio you know, host. I'm mm-hmm. a comedian, but I'm also a lesbian. I happen to be a woman. I'm Jewish. So mm-hmm. it's important to me to give back to the communities who support me. So if there's communities paying tickets to come to my shows and I have an opportunity to help raise money to make their lives better in any way, and I have a voice that can do that, I feel like it's actually part of my responsibility Mm -hmm. because my voice reaches more people than, let's say, Julie walking down the street, who probably has something just as important to say, she just doesn't have an avenue to say it. Exactly. So, you know, gentlemen, you guys do it so well, and I feel like as someone who can get on the stage and reach a larger audience, it's really important to me to do that and to open people's mind and to challenge people and to reassure Mm -hmm. um, our community, to give the youth out there to say, you know, I know it's so cheesy, but it can get better. Like, this is the hard part. Yeah. Until you're, you know, a 40-year-old single lesbian, (laughs) you know, lives by herself. But it's better before it gets worse. Right? It gets better for a while. It gets better before it gets worse. Life is good, but... See, um, I think that's amazing. I love it. (laughs) 
so I think that's what, I guess that is kind of my short and very long answer is I really <laughs> like to get back to the community yeah. who support me. And luckily for me, in doing these gigs for like the human rights campaign and like the black tie dinner in Dallas and also like, you know, the Seattle women's pride that I'll be mm-hmm. doing in June, there are people there that work for different organizations. So it, it is kind of spider webbed out where they've seen my comedy or they've seen my live auction work or my hosting work. And they're like, we need you for our organization. And it's actually started to bleed into mainstream, which is really wonderful. That's amazing. And I mean, and you just mentioned it. We want to mention it to our listeners too. I mean, if you want to check out Dana's amazing, hilarious act in person. We have a chance. You're going to be up in our neck of the woods in Seattle for Seattle Women's Pride on June 18th. You're going to be at Q Nightclub at 6 o'clock. And uh, our friends over at the Seattle Lesbian and Sarah Tochi herself have been working hard on that. And we love them. What can people expect if they're going to go and see Dana Goldberg for the first time live? All right, for the first time. Well, first of all, I have to say this, and I know it sounds like I'm blowing smoke. Seattle is one of my favorite cities to perform, and I usually do a sold-out show once a year at Theater Off Jackson. Oh, love so, amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's such a good theater. Uh, yeah, uh, Patty West, who runs that, is, it just, it's mm-hmm. great. It's a great city theater. Anyway, um, so when Sarah asked me to do Pride, I was very excited to go up there and do it. So if you've never seen me perform before, obviously you're hearing a little bit of it now, but <laughs> I definitely hit a little on the politics. There's so much going on right now that oh is the comedian's uh-huh. dream. Yes. I mean, a dream. Yes. We've obviously lost some of the players that were giving me so much material. <laughs> but, I mean, I just want to thank Donald Trump for bringing Sarah Palin out of hibernation. Right? That alone. That, it, yes. The oh, speech the alone. Oh, my God. The oh. speech alone. Are you yeah. kidding? Every time yeah. she speaks, an angel loses its wings. <laughs> like, there's... Like, <laughs> Sarah Palin's proof that some children were left behind. <laughs> standardized, standardized testing doesn't work. Yeah, um, no, exa- right, exactly. You are preaching That's to amazing. the choir right there. You know, I can't <laughs> wait. I cannot wait for this uh, in Seattle to hear uh, all all we'll of all of the jokes you fun. have about Donald Trump and Sarah Palin. <laughs> Sarah Palin. Uh, where can our listeners go to see and hear more about uh, Dana Goldberg and to get tickets to your show? Well, if you want to hear more about me, I'm definitely on a lot of social media Mm -hmm. outlets, but my website, danagoldberg.com, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook are all DG Comedy, so that one's pretty easy. My initial is DG Comedy. Okay. Uh, Tickets for Seattle Pride. You can go to my website. There's a a direct link for my schedule, but also I I believe it is uh, seattlewomenspride.com. Um, I don't know if you guys have the link in front of <laughs> we you. Will, and actually, we will, and actually, we will put that link up on our Facebook page, actually, right away. Yeah, because there is direct, direct ticket mm-hmm. sales right from there. I know nice. Sarah would appreciate that. And uh, so that's, that's definitely the place for everyone in the Pacific Northwest who's listening. That's where you want to go to get tickets because that's my next show in the area. And it's probably my next show for a few months, at least probably till the end of the year. See, that's amazing. Now, we're going to ask you to do something that we ask every once in a while for people that okay. we love to do. Would you mind okay. giving us a soundbite and just saying, you know, hey, this is Dana Goldberg and you're listening to Outspoken? Of course, I would love to. Awesome. You let me know when you're ready. We'll count you down three, two, one. Here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, this is comedian Dana Goldberg and you are listening to Outspoken. Dana, you are absolutely wonderful. We are very excited up here in the Northwest to catch your show very soon. You're just a month out. So uh, thank you so much for taking time to sp- and spending it with the boys today. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much. I can't wait to, to talk to you again, and hopefully I'll see you at the show. Definitely. Okay, you have a great day. Bye. 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 
if you have just tuned in, we just spoke to comedian Dana Goldberg. She is going to be a featured performer at Seattle Women's Pride. That's June 18th. She's going to be at the Q Nightclub at 6 o'clock. Please go to our website or go to Facebook.com and look at the Seattle Lesbian uh, link there, and that's where you can go get tickets. Go get it. Sell this show out. That woman is hilarious. Oh, my God. Is she? I love it. I can't wait to see her um, and hear more about her. I know. All right, we're going to take a little song break and play actually one of my current favorite songs. I love this one. Uh, 21 Pilots, and this is their song, Stressed Out. Welcome back. You are listening to KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. Outspoken, 321. 321 is us. <laughs> right? Here oh, we are. Oh, boy. Well, okay. that's a thing. Well, the, now it's the time of the show. It is. It's our favorite time where we get to thank everybody who supports supports us because without them we couldn't do it so outspoken receives support from nine bar and bistro featuring a full bar food menu and trivia on thursday nights located at 232 west sprague avenue more information is available at 509-747-1621 outspoken receives support from northwest fair housing alliance a local nonprofit that provides education counseling and advocacy to help eliminate housing discrimination and ensure equal housing opportunity information available at 1-800-200-FAIR and online at nwfairhouse.org outspoken receives support from the unitarian universalist church of spokane serving serving the community with a non-dogmatic religious environment welcoming all people regardless of race sexual orientation gender identity or physical ability. Information online at uuspokane.org or 509-325-6383. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. Thank you, everybody. So my, my favorite part is when we're, you can't see us in the studio, but when we do something and it makes the other one laugh, we can't look at each other because we that means yeah. we will break and laugh. And I was laughing at you because Houston was laughing at you. <laughs> So Houston, when you were helping, you were, they were serving the public. You're not helping. So. Serving is Look, the new the word. We, <laughs> we are tired. Houston agrees. I think it's time for us to get back to doing Periscope because that's so much fun and people it can is. see and all those can, things. Maybe we'll do we'll, Facebook Live and we'll, Periscope. Yeah, we'll, Facebook we'll Live got a big response too. Houston, yeah, yeah. his mic is on, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't it? I love watching you laugh at Sergey. Per, per, I mean, that's my favorite part. But I have to ignore two people now. Because Houston, wow. first of all, is very. You're. You have. What's the word? Expression. Expressive. No. Express- Expression. Expressive. expressive. Okay. He's very expressive. <laughs> okay. You are, and so you can't hide anything on your face. Yeah, I have noticed yeah. that about yeah. you. That's okay. And I think so. What? What's it like? So, for those of you who don't remember, Houston is our <laughs> longest running uh intern yep. and you have your own show yep. down uh, at wsu KGM. and what happens when you get the giggle- giggles down there do you guys go through that you just, problem you just giggle uh <laughs> we just i mean you let it go you just kind of yeah, right kind of have to if you la- if <laughs> that's you great advice jonathan <laughs> if you're sergey he has to cover like he puts his I, hand up so I, he can't see me you know how <laughs> horses like horse, have to have their yep. blinds yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> the carriage horse, yeah that's what like, i have to do and it's up yep because hey let's face it some days I am 12, yeah. and some days I am 50. It just depends. And then some days I'm my age Honey, of 40. you meant 15. You're 12 <laughs> or 15. There's no... 50. Okay. We don't have to do underwriters down there, though. Oh, oh that's true. Mind. Do yeah, you yeah. have sponsors, or nope. what is it? Oh, you nope. just nothing. Because it's yeah. college. Oh, oh okay. Because exactly. it's public. So Got it's, it. Mm-hmm. it is the college funded puts up the money. The co- funded yeah. by mm-hmm. The only alumni. thing we have to do is just 
um, maybe at the top of the hour when you come back from a music break or something, you know, just oh, yeah, yeah, identify yeah, the yeah, legal ID. Yeah. 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 Awesome. That's it's funny. So funny. It's funny because our biggest mess ups come from our underwriters and I don't know why we read them every single week. You Everything. would think we have it memorized. You would. And, and still, and you know, I'm glad the, the one in there isn't in there because I cannot even right. read or pronounce and that And we're going to be talking to Char from <laughs> Mediterraneo because that's the one. Uh, we that's need to bring one. him back, but that's the one you would never, you did I, it the first time and it was a train wreck. Because you accidentally slipped it in and I, I had been avoiding it. I was like, uh, uh-uh, I know about this one. <laughs> Mediterranean one is a hard word. Yeah. We're not going to try it. I know. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> so and Mediterraneo is like, you know, hard plus. Just adding more letters into that word. <laughs> Why? <laughs> adding more letters? Why, Why would you do that? Would you Why do is that? that a thing? Yeah, you don't need to make no. it more complicated. So, uh, Coming up in the next hour, in our mm. in our second hour yeah. of Outspoken, we are going to be welcoming very smart, smart man, Jack Thomas Andraka, who is, of course, is the young scientist yes. who did discover yeah. uh, or invented an early detection for pancreatic lung mm-hmm. and... Ovarian cancer? Ovarian cancer. Uh, yeah, cancer. yeah, I think those are the um, three... You can catch it early. You can catch it easily, and it's just the strip of paper. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's very similar to uh, what they have you do for uh, diabetic tests. Yes, so exactly, it's really where you check your, exactly. blood, exactly. your blood glucose levels. Yeah, so it's simple, right. really easy to read, and so, has changed the world. So we're going to really try to not feel our tiredness and be as smart as we can. <laughs> Here's the thing. I heard. I, thing. I watched his TED talk. Yeah, he, you this did. kid is yeah. good. He's, and he's a genius. This young man is brilliant. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk to him. We luckily have uh, somehow gotten together all these amazing questions that we're going to ask him. I, I don't know. know out of out of uh, our preparedness this week or because we were yeah. so focused. I don't know. Or we stumbled into. Or we stumbled it. into. You know, it. It's it's a hot mess. It was a yeah. It right? was our streak of genius. But <laughs> until then, we have yeah. some a little time to go in the middle of it, and let's. Talk, you know, Dana Goldberg brought up something. She's going to mm-hmm. be talking about some politics. Yeah. And let's remind everybody, remember, Sergey and I are very pro-vote. Very use your, exercise your right to vote. Yeah. And in Washington, you're going to have that opportunity on the 24th, which is a week from Tuesday, mm-hmm. to vote in the primary. Yes. So yeah. um, some of us, as Houston told us last week, <laughs> you've already voted. I did. Yeah. I love it. Guess Okay, guess what happened, though? Whoa. Oh, oh here it is. There's a story. There's a story behind <laughs> I it. I got this letter uh, the other day, and it said that it was from the city or wherever. Yeah. And it said <laughs> that my signature does not match the signature in their file. In the file. Oh, my. Yeah, they'll do that. And I've, I've never heard. Have you, you got your signature? You got to go since you were your like signature 11. Card. Yeah, there's a signature card. You go in there and you're like, "Hey, can I change my signature?" And yeah, I might have okay. to do that because yeah. it's gotten wow. sloppier. Oh, oh, so they're like, "No, wow, this yeah. is not him. It's scribble." But I've never, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, I didn't really. I, I guess it makes sense, but I hadn't thought about that. Well, it's 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 part of the whole voter protection thing. Um, which yeah. the signature is fine. Um, as long as we don't get to ID cards, because that's a whole another big can of worms. Oh yeah, it's yeah, already yeah. been opened in some states. It has been, and it's um the easiest way for a lot of people to discriminate. Right. Which, of course, you know, for some. I don't want to say which parties um, or people that is <laughs> that have proven to yep. make this yeah a problem. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So some of you may have already done this. Houston mm-hmm. obviously has to go re- do retake his yeah. test. Yeah. <laughs> <He has to laughs> retake there. his test. <laughs> to retake my signature. Right. Yeah. You got to go do that. But some of us have already mailed in. I haven't been to my mailbox in like two weeks. So yeah. I need to go to it and get my ballot. But mm-hmm. it's important. We talk about it all the time. We do. And as Houston was telling us, both Bernie and Hillary are still on there, as well as of course. 
Trump well, yeah. is on there as Ted well. Cruz. And Ted, Ted Cruz. Cruz. Is yeah. Before Even he though was a lot, on, yeah. yeah. Even yeah. though that has changed a lot. But hey. here's another chance. You know, we voted in the caucus, and now it's time to vote in the primary. So remember, 24th. Mm-hmm. is a big time, especially if you're looking at the Democratic ticket because there is no final decision. It's too close. And I know a lot of people are saying, you know, Bernie's out. But the truth is he has been picking up more and more states. It is still too close. It's a close call. And we yeah. don't we never know with superdelegates which yeah, way they there's lead. Not and there's a lot of convincing. A big and, enough you know, lead from Hillary, I think, for us to say Bernie's yeah, out. Yeah, and there's a big lead, but it's yeah. not a big enough that we can call it. That yet. we can't yeah. go, oh, mm-hmm. things could change. And they could. And I mean, could. yes, it may you take know, a big push but you yeah, never know right so anyways right. this is the time there's lots of other things on that primary ballot so mm-hmm. um it's just important to jump in there and do exactly. that exactly it's important and we always encourage vote vote and be an informed educated please voter. be an informed educated yeah. voter don't be it's, don't be curt he's no. our, he's the model for what not well and to talk about something else not only is that important what big thing happened last week is that trump came to town yeah so we had the rally happening uh last saturday in spokane for donald yeah. trump mm-hmm. um yeah, <laughs> I knew a few people that went there. Um, it, yeah. I no longer recognize that I know them. No. It, it so makes no sense, right? It's, I, I don't here's know who the, they are. Here's the other thing. You know how your mama always teaches you that if you have nothing nice to say about someone, don't say anything at all? If we followed that rule, we would just be silent on the air. Right now, <laughs> we would have nothing to say for probably half Because I don't have anything mm-hmm. nice to say about him. I, I don't. I, I don't. Adamantly and vehemently yeah. believe that he is the wrong choice and a dangerous choice yeah. uh, for our country yeah. if he's in there. Especially and when you're looking and at, Can we throw a few more in yeah. there? Right. And just, just the worst mm-hmm. ever. Let's talk about world politics right now. That's that's where would see a lot of his uh, diplomatic pitfalls well, come out. Because he has no diplomatic skills no. at all. And None. Zero. I think we're in a very tense spot. You know, we're yeah, looking at North Korea, who is doing this big show of we're going to have, mm-hmm. it, and they haven't proven that they can put a warhead on a rocket yet, but they have proven they could shoot a rocket. I mean, that's closer. Right. Uh, Kim Jong-un just had his big, everybody oh, look how amazing gro- I am yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at the Capitol in North Korea. Yeah, then big you media have, event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you have Putin right now, who is getting really... He is trying to agitate things, so yeah. and he's really trigger happy recently. So. Yeah, so he's buzzing American uh-huh, ships. Uh-huh. He, of course, with what happened in the Ukraine and Crimea, mm-hmm. um, that going on, and then there's this big thing right now, which last time we saw this was back in the Cold War days, and it's sounding a lot like that. But is the whole doping thing with the Olympics coming up in Rio uh, that the whole government sanctioned doping of Russian? Uh, of Russian athletes, and now the big thing there is they're saying, well, they shouldn't be allowed in the Olympics, but he's right. making it a political thing. Right. Don't you dare say that to us. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to get mad like I always do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and he's just in this very agitated and, position. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, NATO and the U.S. have gotten together, and we have gone into Romania, and we have put in what we say are rockets and things that are aimed at protecting us from Iran and whatever they're doing, but Russia is saying it's very close to their borders. Right. And so you're threatening right. us. And let's be honest, most likely it's a little of both. And, and, and is that we want? I think so. I mean, because also Russia is showing to be a little, we aggressive. need to watch them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. they're being very aggressive. Absolutely. So it's, you're right. It is kind of this weird situation where all of a sudden, you know, we were taking things away. We were taking down our guard, taking mm-hmm. down rockets, taking everything yeah. apart. It's coming back slowly. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's, it's not an easy time and we could easily uh, slide right back into some turmoil right. uh, on the world peace level. And, and Donald Trump, and like we were talking about, yes. is not the person to handle I don't that. Think- I think he's going to be good. At all. 
He's going to be a big old bully, and then that you know, Putin's going to put a a nuke in our face. I mean, how is that? Yeah, how is that going to help us? I don't believe he he would know how to be diplomatic because you can't be diplomatic if all you know is we're going to win, you're going to love it, and Mm -hmm. it's going to be great. Those are your that's all you can say. Talking points for the past year. You know that sticky note has been reused a lot, Donald (laughs) Trump. That we don't know anything based we, uh, yeah. on that. We yeah. don't know so anything. So it's um, it's a little scary <laughs> yeah. right now. Speaking of Olympics in Rio, I, you and I kind of talked about this in the yeah, and in the car on the let's way. Let's actually there. brand this right now yeah. as thank you to the CCE Sports Network. Yeah. We actually do have a sports minute, mm-hmm. and here you go. Here you go. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about coming up 2016 uh, Summer Olympics Rio de Janeiro. Rio is a beautiful city. It's Absolutely amazing, gorgeous. Brazil. I'm glad like they're having millions it. of people. Yeah, in exactly. Brazil. Um, also in Brazil, millions of mosquitoes carrying the Zika virus. Yes. Um, and you, you and I were talking about yeah. how is the fastest way to spread a disease as millions of people uh, gather around the world. From around the world. <laughs> I mean, to this, gather in one single location. Yeah. Let's go to the one place one we place. know this disease mm-hmm. is really happening in Brazil. Big time. Yeah. And then sp- go back and home. And then go back home and spread um, it to. And see what happens. It so. can <laughs> be, they have found, can be sexually transmitted. It, it, yeah. So yeah. these people come home. They If they have it, they can infect someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that one of the big things it does is that it affects. Uh, unborn children it does and yeah. when they 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 are born they have defects. mental defects mm-hmm. uh their heads are a lot smaller than a yes. typical head, so their brain does not develop right like it should develop well obviously it targets the reproductive system quite mm-hmm. heavily this, right? this uh disease and I, we don't know a whole lot about it because it's not that well studied it's not so it's, it's kind of a newer thing coming the out. olympics have a lot of things to be decided yeah. first they have to decide if they're going to let russian athletes in because the doping situation right. has not been addressed right. and then can we afford to well, allow the Olympics to stay in yeah. Brazil, yeah. which is already going through its own political upheaval right. with uh, people being accused of, you know, embezzling money from the government? Mm-hmm. So it's already this very volatile well country. And, and on and top now, of all that, the cherry the on world top. Olympics. Exactly. Yeah. The, uh, the cherry on top of all that is that they're behind schedule and we are still seeing dead bodies like in the beaches in Rio. Yes. They have not yes. cleaned it up enough. No. Uh, is, it, is it a smart choice for Rio to do the Olympics? I yep. don't think it is. Right. If for nothing else, the World Health Organization, I would think, would stand up I and would say, so. you I know what? So. Maybe it's not a good thing to... I mean, mm-hmm. like we said, it's the fastest way to spread a disease. It is. We already have it proven is. that the disease is in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Why would we chance it? Well, and I, I read a little article about uh, the benefits and why Brazil should keep doing it in the midst of all this turmoil and the fact that, oh, it's going to bring well, a lot of is. economy yeah. and economic, well, um, yeah. you know, activity in there. And that's exactly right. Um, you know, there's so much happening down there that we don't uh, can't afford it. And I just want to say that this article is pretty flawed because they are assuming a lot of things without taking into facts and previous um, experiences. Mm-hmm. There have been a number, a number, Athens take, for example, of cities that have hosted Olympics that afterwards don't get, a, 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 yeah. they don't even break even. They spend more yes. money on all of the venues. And there and is everything. a number. Remember exactly. when Canada had, or um, in Vancouver. Vancouver had the Olympics. Yeah. They were in debt for years afterwards right. because of the Olympics. Because we are go- we're going overboard with it. You know, we're yeah. going so big that we want to put on a big show, and that's you great. You build basically a little city you do. for the uh, you do. Olympians. And half of, and half of, I think it's half, it, it, it's somewhere in there, of all the venues that they build 
that they build brand new are not used afterwards. Exactly. They're not used because so what they're is not that? reusing no. uh, yeah. these venues. So I think it's, there needs to be crazy. a new plan. And here's the thing, if for yeah. no other reason, in my opinion, mm. uh, for the fact that there's a disease we don't know a lot about, yeah. we can't have it there. No. How can we in good conscience still do that? Mm-hmm. And people are going to go. They're just yep. going to go. So here's the thing. Yep. Step it up, Olympic Committee, and move it to another location. Please. And I'm so sorry if you spent so much money already. Is a person's life and the life of unborn children that we don't know what more this disease can do. Isn't right. that more important right. than this money? And I get that most of them will say no, but you're wrong. Yeah. Period. You're well, wrong. And the money that's not really going to exist, really. No. It's, it's, right? You're going to be in theoretical debt. Theoretical money. Really. Theoretical exactly. money. Theoretical money that you'll probably be in debt for. Mm-hmm. Then you will start the spread of this virus yeah. that affects children. Right. I mean, I, I, yeah. I and don't get it. there's a whole political game in there. It's a game of chess where you're, I don't know what don't to do. Don't you feel like the Olympics has I, become like this perfect storm? It, it is. It is a perfect storm. It there comes are, always at the right time. Right. Telling here you. we are. So we've got Sochi. Uh, World Health involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got yeah. uh, one of the world powers doing some shady stuff. And if by, and by not just saying they can't come could cause some international issues yeah. there. And then you have, you know, and then you have the, the government itself imploding in Brazil mm-hmm. right now because of charges of embezzlement Absolutely. Uh, and indecency by the government officials. I'm sorry. There's a lot in a this lot basket. And I think we need to let them deal with it while we go somewhere else. Exactly. And it's here's the thing. It's not the first time we've canceled. Uh, yeah. We've redone a, an Olympic Games. Yeah. It's not the end of the world no. at all. It's exactly. an, uh, Do it. Do it next year. And listen, Do it we, in the fall. Some, we have interviewed some lots time. of athletes and yeah. lots of Olympic athletes, mm-hmm. and I get it. And we support them 100%. 100%. It's amazing what they do. Mm-hmm. But don't even put them in danger. No. Let's not do yeah. it at all. But here's the thing that we like to do with our CCE Sports Minute. Let's bring it to you, the listener. What do you think? Uh, go below. Do your uh, Put your comments in the comments below. Do you think we should move the Olympics? Do you think? And if you think we should, is it all of the issues that Sergey and I brought up, or just one of them? Yeah. Or right. do you? Are you with the guy that wrote the article that Sergey read? And it's like, ah, let's ignore it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and maybe give your valid point. We'd love to hear from you. Do it below. And thank you again to CCE Sports Network. So I'm excited to hear what people have to say about that. I know, right? Um, It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be epic. Let's take a song break right now, and when we come back, we'll kind of gear up, uh, get 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 our focus in motion. We're gonna um, get our brains to working. Yeah, to talk science and a lot of smart stuff with Jack Andraka. So this is gonna be a song by the Madden Brothers, and this is California Rain. Welcome back to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. You are back with the boys. It's been one fun show so far, Mm -hmm. and that's just the first hour, so I mean... We're only halfway there. And you're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, (laughs) you know. Basically, and we're going to have a great second hour with Jack and Raka. I want to say, so I was called out by one of our listeners, one of our loyal listeners, I absolutely love her, um, Crimea. Crimea is, is what is, it is. is. How so you pronounce it. I spoke, yeah, I did, I didn't wanna, didn't I spoke with our resident Russian. Yeah. And he has That's okay. advised me. That's okay. That is Crimea. Crimea. No, I love Now I know it. So uh, that we were talking about Crimea. And we also got a comment saying that no, we should not move the Olympics. First of all, there's a lot of naked butts in Rio, which I am pro naked Rio butts. Here's what I'll say move it to San Diego. Same amount of naked butts. Right. Great. Amazing. 
and no disease. Right. And no disease. No that disease. is my biggest problem. That, and that's Let's what I have a big help. problem with. Yeah. Let's not help the disease spread by make I, it just seems like the perfect way to yeah. do it. It's like if the disease was a smart like uh country that wanted to get someone I mean, you right. would this is like a plot of Austin Powers. Uh, exactly. You yeah. would just, these are mosquitoes. You would do something where millions of people yeah. from around the world go to one spot and then right. take that disease and Everywhere. take it out for yeah. you. It did right. your work for you. Exactly. Yeah. And you can't just deet your way out of this. There's not enough deet to spray around. No. You can't do bug spray everywhere. No, you can't. No, no. And it doesn't, mm-hmm. Let me tell you, it doesn't work. I've been camping. I've tried that, Can and I it say, does not work. I still get those bites. Side note, I have to say my favorite thing. So Mark, who yeah. was one of our friends in Seattle that we stayed with, he, he went camping a few months back, and he actually sprayed spider spray it outside. Yeah. In the camp, like under, in the, the you know, around the tent, on under the table, the the table, table, everything. Like, I love that he went camping outdoors and he did this. To, now, I hate spiders oh, yeah. and I respect that a lot, but it was hysterical. Oh, I could just see him out there yeah, just, just spraying everything. There you go. Like, this, hey, that, this, I used that. one up. Mm-hmm. We need another one. And you, we heard about this new product. Yeah, you can order, and it's like this little hand. It's on a on yeah. a pole, and it helps to humanely, apparently, <clears throat> just pick up the spider it's from and the not UK. Yeah, it. and it has these dainty little apparently like fingerlings. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. It sounds cute. First of all, cute is right. It cute. sounds cute. Uh, first of all, humane with spiders is not my first concern. Not <laughs> no, my first not concern. Me I'm not like well, it's I'm not being concerned kind of an about awful you. person. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it will bite you. It's yes. basically in self defense. Is, it that, is what you're doing? Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so I found actually a very similar uh, U.S. design of this same device. It's right? great, um, and you can pick it up. I, I I told the boys about it too. Yeah. So I guess the listeners need to it's know. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. It has this big. Just I, I mean, the only thing is has this big tank on it but it has the same you know trigger thing really long pole you go, go up to the spider you pull it and fire comes out <laughs> and burns the spider in the house down because why would it, you need to do it humanely yeah, it's called a flamethrower flame and throw. that really so is the Walmart. best way to get rid of a spider that you see in your house thank you God. <laughs> it was my one of my favorite moments I, I, of the weekend was sergey explaining to us because you such a good setup, sir. Th- thank you. You were right in there. You're like, there is an American product. You can thank get you. it at a local store. It's everywhere. And and you describe it, and you're like, and it's a flamethrower. <laughs> and I would like to say yes. Yes. Because thank our you. friend who ordered the humane little hand, there was a spider on the ceiling, yeah. and he yep. went to get it, and all it did was make the spider fall on his face. On him. Okay. If you were scared of spiders yeah, already, not okay. you don't need a spider on your face. No. You don't no. need that. That yeah, is not a thing. Did, this did the opposite of what it was supposed to do it's supposed to take the fighter far spider Houston, further from your way in way in are you pro flamethrower for spiders yeah. or are you going to do the humane little trigger finger thingy no i was just thinking of different uses that you could use with the flamethrower like could you cook food with it as well after you're right done? multi-functional look make some creme brulee while you're at it roast that sugar <laughs> Roast that sugar. Except if you have a flamethrower. It's really super hot, way more than a kitchen torch. So it's just one quick spray of flame or else you were fine we're fine (laughs) i am i appreciate houston's like thinking outside the box (laughs) yeah about (laughs) the salt guns this, oh, oh, those do, are good. Do they too. work on they spiders, hurt. though? Well, there's they... a lot coming at you. I don't know. I know. Well, why not just use a regular grenade thrower? <laughs> you can salt <laughs> a We're fine. We're fine. Guys. Um, 
Here's the we thing. We have insurance. Go this on our Twitter. Okay. Go on our Twitter. We're going to have a poll out there, uh, <laughs> and you guys get to pick. Are we going flamethrower on spiders or humane contraption? Right. Human- what, what is it called? What is it called? What are we calling I don't it? know what it's called. It's the humane. I don't know. It's, it's the the grip. Spider grip. Sergey <laughs> so doesn't like it. Flamethrower or versus it, I don't, humane versus... spider grip. Okay, humane spider grip. It sounds like something Spider Man has. Yeah, he, he has spider humane grip. spider grip. <laughs> oh my god! We have a gun for flies that is a spring loaded. Um, <laughs> it's like a webbed thing, and it looks Weird. like a gun, and it shoots no it on a string. Oh, okay. That sounds like fun. Is what that sounds like. I just like. shoot it at my friends instead. I make <laughs> right, sure exactly. I'm far enough away. <laughs> And pull the trigger. I think I this it. is an yeah. important poll. You can get to our Twitter account by going to at Outspokesman. Mm-hmm. There's plural of us. Outspokesman. So go at, at Outspokesman yeah. and let us know what you think. Are you gonna Are you gonna burn? Are you gonna torch that baby? I am. Or are you going to <laughs> neatly pick it up and let it fall on your face? Yeah, is it's that called. What's I'm calling it a humane spider utensil. Okay, perfect. Utensil. I like it. Utensil. You can't Very. use it in your house, though, can you? You know what? Are you going to start stripping paint off your walls? Right? I don't uh, know. Uh, apparently. Maybe. I mean, I don't care. Hey, you just uh, so uh, You know what I have to say? We're going to be talking to a world-renowned scientist. And we oh, will ask, ask him. I think we need yeah. to ask him because I this boy, so. I read this book, he loves a good puzzler. He loves it. And I think yeah. this is a puzzler. There we I go. He probably, he's a scientist. He's like, spiders are awesome because they eat flies. And I'm not interested. Here's the but. thing. No, no, no. I don't want that. I don't know. No. <laughs> that is not the angle we're taking. It isn't. I'm and hoping he has a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But um, the only correct answer to that is flamethrower. And no, spiders are not okay on any means. I would have I to don't agree care with flies. that. So we do want to hear if you if you are pro-humanitarian, but you're wrong. Yeah, but you're I would wrong. like to hear yeah. if you are pro-humanitarian. <laughs> exactly. This is not a democratic poll, but I'm still interested. <laughs> well, it's a democratic poll. You can still be wrong, though. Right. Yeah, it's you can still be wrong. Know. I mean, we're watching that in our country right oh, now. Oh, gosh, so. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, talk about that. I really talk think that, that was the best question. And that's thank you to Stan and Mars, our friends over in Seattle. They are the ones that brought this up to our attention. I know. Right. Yeah. I know. Well, and it was Stan who had the, the spider fall on his face. <sighs> Just, I can't And even. I, I feel like I'm even. Stan's long-lost brother because we have the same fears. Yeah, yeah, and so Jaws. I'm with him. He, he we both like, are yeah. terrified of being eaten by sharks on a cruise. On a cruise. On a cruise. You're 19 And so Stan feet, looks at me and says, Stan ear. goes, oh, did your parents make you watch Jaws at four-year-olds two? No. At four-year-olds two? And I said, yes, actually, they did. They did. Stan, mm-hmm. that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so okay. now we're bonded. Yeah. We are brothers. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the only common tie in their brothers. No, we Look have lots that. of common tie, except that I can't. Yeah, dance the Zumba like Stan. Can. Oh yeah. But oh, anyways, ooh, so ooh. I want to know. I can't wait to find out what people think. about Now here's the thing. Okay, another thing we learned because we talk to about spiders way too much. We I don't do like it. All for, the time. for people who hate spiders, we just are all <laughs> about those obsessed. conversations. Uh, um, there was Mark talked about a spray that he uses uh, in his in a his spider house. Spider poison. A spider poison that smells good. Like and he's Febre- like, I'm using it like Febreze. Better than Febreze. Better than Febreze. We are worried that this is very dangerous. Because you, you're just using wanna, it as air freshener as I you poison yourself. It. Right. I want to <laughs> see what this is like. Like, I wonder if this would be a good clone. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> Spiders will never be on me. Yeah. Thank you. And you Thank won't you. breathe Thank for you. much longer. Well, I mean, that's the thing. 
You can, you can, you know, <laughs> you'll rust when you die. You're fine. I know, right? You're fine. I know, but he okay. did, and we want him. So next time we go over, we're going to make him let us see it because I want to. Mm. Sm- is it really that good? Yeah, so, he promised he would show us, but he did it. Mm. I know. Yeah, we mi- there might have been some wine involved. Well, that's okay. I don't know. Well, I, well, Kurt left stuff. I probably left some hair. And we all back left there. half our lives there. Yeah, or, at um, Mark's house. It's it's so our- Mark and Christian are going to be picking up our stuff apparently. And we tried to be good house guests, but. Yeah. This morning was too early. It was too early. <laughs> and it's really our secret way of just going in, going moving back. in. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> right. we bring more stuff over, They're leave like, a it's box. The oh, we lost our thing. clothes. They've oh, been gosh. in the guest room for like <laughs> eight months now. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I don't know how this how works. Do, how but, happen? Okay. Yeah. We oversell. But they're so hilarious that we forget. Yes. Just saying. Okay. Let's Anyways. take a quick song break. And when we come back, we'll be talking to uh, Jack Andraka, the amazing amazing high school scientist uh no now, longer in high school but he no. was at print uh, no stanford stanford yes yeah but he was in high school when he became a he, scientist yep, so and he's 19 that's, that's and nice. still an amazing scientist yeah okay this is going to be um knuckle puck knuckle puck yep. knuckle puck yep. with the song chocolate it's a cover you are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. You're back on You're a back. kind of a dreary Sunday. Yeah, well, day remember, over here. remember how we drove um, <laughs> from Seattle to Spokane at four five a.m. in the morning? I, I remember that. I, I, I barely do. I, I do too. I so the only reason weird? is yeah. because I had to stop to pee so much. That like was the eighty only times, yeah. I was sleeping. You were you were interrupting my sleep. It was not okay, right? <laughs> oh my! Gosh, I will say yeah. this though. Yeah, I have never seen you so have to go so many times. That was and crazy. And you guys, I'm asleep, and I can yeah. hear them talking about me, talking about how Jonathan never has to go. <laughs> That's like his superpower. It is. He just never. We just disco- here's the thing. This this trip, we discovered Jonathan's and Kurt's superpower. We didn't discover mine. I don't no, know we're still yet. looking. Still looking. But Kurt's superpower is that he can tell how well you're going to age. He can. He can just he look can. at you and he say, you say, "You're, you're not going to age really well." Yeah. Exactly. Or he can make you cry. Exactly. He can come up to someone and be like, oh, honey, I, I got not bad news. Go well. You're not going to age well. This is your best year. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's all downhill. Exactly. And then Jonathan's like, but super... I'm only 19. I yeah, well, I'm sorry. That's you know. what I'm getting. Yeah. They, come, <laughs> they come quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jonathan's superpower is apparently never peeing ever. I do, but I, listen, no, you I don't. grew up I don't in think a I've ever seen you pee. I th- <laughs> I'm <Okay>. glad. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. Yeah, okay. Houston, do you yeah. have the superpower bladder? Or you like the boys? Wait, what, yeah. No, I was. I normally have to go a lot. Yeah. So that's what stresses me it. out about road trips and flying really? on planes. Oh yeah. I dehydrate myself because yeah. I don't want to be the person. <gasps> me too. That... If I drink regular amount of water, it it, uh, it it just too much, and then I have to do. I this. don't get it. I bet there might be a scientific reason you know, for that, I, and there <laughs> might be someone who could tell us because I'm sure he's very concerned about this problem. Like oh my we gosh. Are. Yeah. But. He has a lot of other things he's concerned with. So Yeah. Well, we're going to be talking right now uh, to Jack Thomas Andraka. The, he's the inventor, the scientist, the cancer researcher, all at the age of 15. He's known for his award-winning work on a method for detecting the early stages of pancreatic and other cancers. Uh, he's also the author of Breakthrough, How One Teen Innovator is Changing the World. And we're going to be talking to him about a lot of smart things. Welcome, Jack Andraka. Am I pronouncing your name right? It's Andraka. Andraka. So absolutely not. Is he, the here's the thing. Question. No, no, no. <laughs> You're like <laughs> pronouncing it. I'm like, oh, it's Horrible. something from Game of Thrones. Andraka. No, no, Jack Andraka. Andraka. Okay, cool. We'll Welcome. never forget from this day forward. But thank you for taking time <laughs> to be with the crazy boys of Outspoken. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're, let's let's go right into it. Let's start at the very beginning. 
Um, were you always so curious? Um, well, my parents really got me into like kind of this like questioning mindset yeah. where uh, they they'd never really tell me the answer uh, to my, any of my questions. Like I'd ask all these random questions uh, okay. like, why is the sky blue and all those. They're like, uh, how about you can find it out yourself? Uh, and so they taught me like the scientific method. And from there on, yeah. I just couldn't stop asking questions. Well, and that's, I mean, you even talk in your book about, um, and I know the book came out a, f- uh, a few years ago now, but you talk in your book about a moment that you realized that your curiosity and your your love of science could actually save lives. And I'm thinking about the story you tell about the drowning machine project that you did for mm-hmm. a science fair. But what was that moment like where it finally dawned on you that you could actually impact the world around you? Um, I really think it was, uh, probably, like, around, like, fourth grade when I started really using science to improve, like, my life. I started doing, like, these, uh, kind of trivial little inventions, uh, but from there, kind of grew into, like, these science projects about, like, how to prevent people from dying or how to detect, like, water contamination. And, uh, from there, I really saw science as a way to improve the world. And it is. It's amazing. You're doing so much good work on in that field. Um, and it started with that curiosity and in school and with science fairs, which you've explained and uh, it kind of compared to the Hunger Games. Um, you're, you're just going to have to explain that one to us. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I went to this uh, kind of charter school in okay. Maryland. And they, the only thing they had, we didn't have any sports teams or anything like that. Okay. The only thing we had was math team and science fairs. And okay. science fair is like the event of the year. Uh-huh. And uh, what happened is everyone had to participate. All oh, 300 okay. kids. Okay. Otherwise, like you failed the grade. Wow. And so then the they harsh. were like, yeah. also, whoever wins gets a laptop. Oh, and wow. I'm in. They, and then like also like you got like tons of like special little privileges if you like won science fair. So of course it was like the thing to win. And right. so right. of course uh, I was I need to win this then. Uh-huh. My brother would also compete like every but uh yeah, that's how I got into science there. <laughs> did did you win? Did you win? Yeah, 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 I won all three years, so I really milked that oh, opportunity. Look for at you go. Laptops. <laughs> Wait, so okay, did you get three laptops then? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Wait, wow. Yeah, so last year, I think I got an iPad, which was a fun time. So, oh, my gosh. Initially, it was really all about, like, yeah. winning, like, the new tech gadget. But yeah. then, uh, by the end, I was really actually interested in doing the research. Well, tell me, do you, now you're you're actually at Stanford, is that right? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. you're at Stanford now. Is there anything equivalent to this awesomeness uh, challenge where you can win cool stuff <laughs> when you're in college? I'm, I mean, uh, I, I feel as if uh, after middle school, a lot of people kind of outgrow to, like, puts and glam. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I did have, like, there was a lot of high school sciences I went to, but now uh, once you get to university, it's kind of more about publishing papers and just being excited <laughs> oh, about your research. <laughs> that's, oh. that's the science fair. Okay. That, well. that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> right. right. Uh, <laughs> not, not as fun. Uh, um, most high school students, uh, you know, they struggle to find a method of just getting their homework done on time um, for their class. But you went the extra notch and you discovered a paper sensor that detects early stage pancreatic cancer. Um, how do you even begin with a project like that at such an at such a young age? I mean, at 15 saying, well, I'm going to do this. Yeah, well, I was, uh, 
I, I right before this, I was doing like environmental stuff, like I was doing stuff with like I lived in the glowing bacteria. Okay. And uh, I thought I was going to become an environmental Oh, it oh. Are you there? Oh, you keep breaking up on us. Are you there? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. 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 I don't know why it's breaking up, but it's there. Um, okay, so, and, and if you could just restate what you just said, just so our listeners can hear that. Yeah, initially I designed to be like environmental science, like these glowing bacteria or bioluminescent bacteria, right. uh-huh. like ecotoxicity and all that. And uh, then a close friend actually passed away from pancreatic cancer, and I got really interested in how would we detect these cancers in earlier stages uh, because the cancer is detected far too late, and I found that 85% of all these cancers are diagnosed uh, too late when, uh, a, when a patient has less than a 2% chance of survival. Oh, my and gosh, yeah. From there, I was just like, well, I'm going to go out with my eighth-grade biology try to change how we do cancer diagnostics. Exactly. And you know, you were, uh, as I'm reading the book and, and I watched some of your interviews and your TED Talk, it is true. I've actually had, unfortunately, like three people in my life die from pancreatic cancer, and it was all the same thing. The doctor said, hey, it's already too far gone now that we see it. I mean, there was no way. So this is taking it to a much earlier stage, which gives people a much higher chance of being able to survive. And that we never had that before, before something like this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is I want this to be a really screening assay, kind of like a simple blood test for glucose that yeah, you can right. quickly see if you have cancer. Right. Exactly. Now, um, is it still or is it a, still a study thing? Are doctors using it? Where is it now? So right now, uh, I've kind of completed the tri- like uh, some initial experiments with it. I did the proof of concept to show that work. Uh-huh. I have the international patent on the technology and talked with a bunch of different biotech companies about getting on the market as soon as possible. Nice. Yes. The soon, I am right there yeah, with hopefully you. Hopefully we start seeing it right now. So you, you're in school. You're, you're a sixth grader. You already feel different. You're also one of the smart kids uh, in school, obviously winning three science fairs in a row. You already feel a little set apart and confused about some things. All of your other friends are noticing the girls and what's going on. How did all of this thing that's going on with your life and already feeling a little outside affect this realization that you come to that, oh my gosh, I think I might be gay? Well, I was like, definitely like a really like kind of socially awkward kid, like young kid. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really like start to notice this. uh, And so I was just like, I was getting in relationships and like, Hmm, mm-hmm. nah, not really for me. And then, right. like, for some reason, like, it just clicked one day in, like, math class of all of the places. I was like, <laughs> wow, guys are kind of attractive. And then I was like, wait, hold up. No one else was in a relationship with a guy. And so then came this, like, odd, like, exploratory, like, self, uh, ex- uh, like, kind of discovery period from right. sixth to eighth grade, me being yeah. like, am I gay or what am I? And so. Right. It was definitely, I, my life was kind of like this parallel where, like, on the outside, I was, like, this uh, scientist who is, like, winning all these science and math competitions. Mm-hmm. And then inside, I was kind of this, like, really confused kid who was like, right, wow, what right. am I? Uh, who right. am I? As much as cliche as that uh, sounds. <laughs> and a lot of people can relate to that, though. That's uh, yeah, because and, we all go through that kind of thing where you're like, well, I don't, I don't know what's and inside. when was the moment where you feel like you were like, okay, okay, this is it. This is me. 
when did that moment happen? Oh, I, I think it was like the moment right before I like decided to come out, like the day before. I was just like, hello. Oh, we're, oh. Yeah, we're, losing, we're losing you and again. That was, no, no. That's a perfect question. Are you still, are you there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you are. Oh, you're back. Okay, perfect. Okay, so let's get back to the moment. <laughs> yeah, like right before like I came out, like probably like a week or two like mm-hmm. before I came out, I was like, you know what? I think this is me. Yeah. And then I kind of grappled around like it being like, it, it was like kind of like this really slow process. There wasn't like one defined moment. Oh, but sure. It was, like, just like one or two weeks before I came out, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is me. And then I was like, should I come out? And then there was like this massive, like awkward period of like two, like one or two weeks where I was like, what should I do with this massive secret until like, I'm terrible at keeping secrets. And so I was just like, just start telling people. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Just get it all out. Yeah. You might as well. Now, Jack, I do have to ask you, uh, I, I'm someone who faces a lot of different age groups and work with a lot of different age groups. And so I have to be hyper aware of how my age can be perceived in, you know, with different age groups. Um, do you find that this is the case with your work? Has your age been an advantage or a hurdle to you? Or has it just been smooth, smooth sailing? Sometimes it's uh, definitely odd. Uh, me, like, discussing yep. my work with, uh, like, all these people who are, like, two to three times my age. Like, yep. um, about two years, I was named, like, a National Geographic Emerging Explorer, and yeah. all the people were, like, two or three times my age, and I'm like, oh, hi, and, like, yeah. they're like, oh, we have happy hour, and I'm like, wow, I, I just cannot drink any of this. <laughs> yep. So, yep. Yep. So, sometimes it's very awkward in those situations, but I think science in general is really all about what you produce. Right. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So, how, how is your, re- so you're, you're 19 now, is that right? Yeah. You're mm-hmm. 19 now, you're at Stanford. How is it with your peers now? Is everything, you know, good? It's really great. I've got an awesome group of friends, and it's rather awesome. Peers, it's really great because now, like, we have all these, like, super deep discussions about, like, just the most random of things. Like, it could be, like, the math behind a card game Mm -hmm. or, like, uh, could dragons exist evolutionarily? So, uh, tons of different, like, fun hypotheticals. Yeah. Look at look at you. Okay, Stanford that would kids. be awesome. awesome. I think I we're going to visit Stanford. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll just be fly on the wall listening right. in. Now, a, a lot of kids, I, I definitely uh, had these dreams of being an inventor. You know, you want to create something amazing. Was that the case for you? Were you a, a kid that wanted to be an inventor? Um, I I got like so higher in fourth grade is when like my inventor kind of uh, fever reached the like. It's height uh, okay. because I was like really into being inventions and stuff like that. Yeah. But then sixth grade kind of like cooled back down to me being like science is really cool and like I really like making cool stuff using science. Um, I I wouldn't describe myself as an inventor. I would mm-hmm. more describe myself as an engineer. Okay, I like it. I like it. Okay, so you are not the only science guy in your family though your brother luke he's been recognized in the scientific community and your parents work in science based fields do you think that that environment of science education in your family like set you on this path that this was you know a natural progression of where you were heading because of that environment you grew up in um 
I feel as if, yeah, like, science definitely is in the family because, like, all of my aunts and uncles are scientists. My mom's, a, like, a nurse anesthetist. My dad's a civil engineer. And my brother uh-huh. does electrical engineering. So it was kind of like, yeah, I'm probably going to do science. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> at one point, I was, like, really into musical theater and piano oh. until my piano teacher was like, you're tone deaf. I can't teach you anymore. Oh, like, no. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, well, you know then, there's, your, then there's yeah. science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that, that. Oh, sorry to hear. Well, you know, as a as a gay out gay man, uh, you know, there's not a lot of LGBT examples of scientists or mathematicians or engineers to look up to. Um, and I know you kind of talk about this, uh, of course, with the exception of Alan Turing, and they just did a movie on him. And so that he's been brought to light. How do you think we can encourage LGBT students, um, especially in the younger years, to get into STEM fields? Um, and and go into science? Um, I really think that it starts by just highlighting more role models like that are in the sciences. Mm-hmm. So uh, right now, a lot of, like, for example, in the Out 100, when the year I was named the Out 100, there are only two other science-related uh, people in that field at, in, on the list. And yeah. so uh, yeah. I really feel this, uh, especially... So it is like kind of an issue in mainstream culture that science isn't really recognized or glamorized, mm-hmm. but it's even a larger issue in the LGBT community where uh, most of the uh, like most of the LGBT media uh, actors or lawyers are uh, really not science people. Right. Uh, and mm-hmm. so I really think that by including more uh, positive role models who are in the sciences, I really think that we can start to make a difference, but also having kind of these outreaches where we show kids that hey, anyone can do science regardless of where you are or who you are or where you come from. Right. Absolutely. And, and, you know, you've been really good about, you know, you do shows like ours. You you have, you know, you've gone out and done TED Talks. Do you think that helps to inspire that as well in, in younger kids? It really helps. We're all Like, you've inspired me to go into the sciences. I'm so glad that I have a role model because... A lot of them had never had, mm-hmm. like, uh, kind of someone to in the that was LGBT to look up to in the sciences. And so I was just glad to be able to fill that role and be able to give advice. Uh, and I really think that's valuable for an LGBT kid who might be still, like, kind of questioning about their mm-hmm. identity or also, like, um, not sure if they want to go into the sciences because they don't see people that are like them in the sciences. And I really think that by having... Uh, that kind of role model, more kids will get into science. Because for me, that was a giant problem in seventh grade when I would go to these science fairs and there were no gay people there. And like yeah, these right. people from like, uh, some country were like, oh yeah, we shoot gay people in our country. Right? Oh! Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. yeah it's, 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 I will not be studying in that country. Yeah. That's what's happening there. So it was wrong. Well, but do I want to do science if there's no one that looks in science? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Do you think that, does that add any pressure to you? Hello? Hello? Hello, there you are. Does that, do you think that adds any extra pressure to you being an out gay scientist when there isn't a lot of, uh, of, I guess, noteworthy ones that we, that we look to or that are high profile? Um, sometimes it is definitely kind of like pressuring to like, see yourself as, like, if I make one mistake, like, I feel as if I'm laying down all these people, but I, I kind of went through this, like, that was really intense grade where I was grappling with this, like, kind of, like, public, uh, private balance of my life. Uh, 
However, now I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to live my life how I want to on my terms, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. you guys can make what you want of it. And that's amazing. See, and P- stories like yours need to be told because of that reason. And you did tell it in your book, uh, uh, Breakthrough, How One Teen Innovator is Changing the World, which you wrote. And that kind of tells a story about you, encourages others to pursue their dreams and dedications. What advice do you give and could you give to anyone with big dreams and large ambitions? I would really say always believe in yourself because you're going to be your greatest advocate. And if you don't believe in your ideas, then who will? And for me, it really only took one yes to have that breakthrough moment. So never give up and just keep pushing yourself forward. See, and that's amazing. And you, as you state in your book, you, you even had plenty of no's. Even when you were like, no, I got this, and people turned you down. But you went and went until finally someone said, okay, you know, we're going to try you out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like my bio teacher told me no. My parents told me no. 199 professors told me no. Right. I mean, just literally everyone told me no, but eventually I was able to kind of push through. And see, I think that's amazing. So tell our listeners, what is next for Jack Andreka? Is it, you know, is it a cure for cancer? Are you going to are you going to cure uh, HIV AIDS? Uh, what what great plans do you have after you you get through school in Stanford and all of that? Well, I kind of have two different projects that uh, I'm on right now. The first of which is where I use inkjet printers to print out these biosensors that change colors in under a minute wow. and can detect uh, things ranging from environmental contaminants and pesticides to different cancers and infectious diseases. And I can use this data, especially like with environmental, uh, because each one, each one of these paper sensors costs about like one one hundred thousandth of a penny. So oh, wow. extremely inexpensive. And you just take them and you dip them in water, and it will change colors. You snap a picture on your uh, phone app that I created, and it will instantly analyze the results and geotag and timestamp that data. Wow. Uh-huh. And then you can create an interactive map of the pollution in your area and tell you exactly where certain contaminants are coming from oh. and how they're going to be impacting the environment. That is crazy. Wow. I love it. That's, a, that's So it's a yeah. fun time, and we're going yeah. to be like, an, going fun to be time. saying this, mm-hmm. like, HIV, AIDS, and as well as like certain types of cancers, and maybe even Alzheimer's. Well, you, you know what? Yeah, you. This is amazing work, and you're people like you sm- are going to help us. Yeah, and you're too survive. smart for this show. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we have to keep up somehow. <laughs> this is amazing. We need more people like you who are out there, who are curious, and who have the smarts behind them. That you really are changing the world, and it sounds like. Uh, you've just you've only just begun, and I think that's amazing. We at Outspoken like to celebrate um, the LGBT people out there who are just standing up, living their truth, and changing the world around them. And, uh, sir, you are doing that. So thank you so much for being with us on our show. Thank you for having me. Oh, our pleasure. Get out there and, and cure everything because you're just going to make it a better world. So <laughs> thank you, Jack. We appreciate it. Thanks. Have a good one. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye. And if you just joined us, that was Jack Andreka, as we now know how to say his name. Yes. Or that's if you're Sergei Andraka. Andraka. Yeah, Andreka. And he's a smart guy. Oh, wow. Like, it hurt. I, like, he's so <laughs> smart. I, I, here's the thing. I was I, listening. I'm like, I wow, holy, where are we going with this? He's also fun. He's very like, fun. I was wondering if he'd be laid back. And he's laid back. And he's fun and if about you wa- it. Yeah, and, if yeah. you watch his TED Talk, which yeah. which um, we did before he the show. He tells jokes, too. He tells jokes. He's oh. fun. He's a great, 
just he's not you know okay time to talk science let's talk science no he's yeah, very obviously yeah. um and doing a lot of great things if if he's done what he's done since the well since he was a kid but especially since the age of 15 oh my god uh, can you imagine he's only 19 now yeah basically you know the sky's the limit and oh yeah thank and he, goodness for people like him he's in his freshman year he's already talking about new new sensors to detect right. you know bioactivity and how to track it and H- tell oh, me, i love it I tell love me it. you are not dying because i want to be part of that conversation oh, that too. talks about could dragons exist on the evolutionary scale thank you could that thank happen you. i want to be in that conversation and you that know sounds amazing. you know what's fun is that you and i would have that conversation yes. like, oh yeah probably yeah. that'd be great that, but so you know great. they they're gonna get into it and i want they to know are. i, I want to know the science i want to film it and i just want to be there let's want, do it i want there to be a research paper done houston, on it i will fund it houston get your gopro yeah we're going. <laughs> i love dragons right See? i know me too <gasps> i am we are gonna go to stanford Okay. But none of this dragon stuff that Kurt listens to about okay. you can Kurt, build a skyscraper mm-hmm, on the back mm-hmm. of a dragon. He has some interesting <laughs> but he has some audiobooks that he makes us listen to saying. on these trips and I'm just saying. Yeah, some dragons have pavilions on their Anyways, backs. Anyways, we digress. Okay. But Jack Andreka, check out his book. Um it's going to be it's it's a great book. We've mm-hmm. read it. Uh go check it out in your local bookstores. Or go to Amazon.com and get Jack and Drake's book because it's worth the read. It is. And now we're going to take a break. We're going to listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire. And this is their song, Got to Go Get You Into My Life. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And that was Got to Get You Into My Life. That is <laughs> that song. So that's how you yes. have to say it. I know. You said it all weird. Look. But it is. Got to get you into my life. Who's the artist? I enjoyed that song. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, die. Oh, love them. Them and Tower of Power. Oh, Mm -hmm. I can listen to them Mm -hmm. 24-7. So much fun. Mm -hmm. If you just joined us, this has been a great show. We had Dana Goldberg, the comedian extraordinaire herself. She's going to be in Seattle on June 18th for Seattle Women's Pride. Get your tickets. We have the link on our uh, Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's at the Q Nightclub. So... uh, Downtown Seattle, you don't want to miss it. So uh-huh. that's going to be fun. Uh-huh. Second hour, we just got done talking. To Jack Andreka. And that was a really informative conversation. Is that how we should say it? Yeah, I it, think it was. Yeah, it was. It was just a lot to take in with a lot of things. But I think he's so fascinating. He is. And oh he's my fun goodness. to talk to. And he's just, you can tell he's just a sweetheart. Oh, he, oh my he is gosh. A, just a sweetheart. I want, I want him in studio. I'm going to adopt him. I he's want him. Be my son. I know. Yeah, I, he's just I, the cutest I, thing I, ever. I was like, Come on. And so smart. Yeah, that oh, was Jack. a lot of fun. That yeah. was, and we got to talk about dragons. So Which we, is so cool. In the break, we were talking about how our friend Stan would have loved oh that gosh. conversation because yeah. yeah. him and Game of Thrones and dragons. Now, I have to ask very you, excited do about you that. think that dragons are evolutionary? Could they have worked on the evolutionary yeah. uh, time frame? Yeah. Do you think that they could have been a real thing? You no, know, that's a really good question. And and I think anything's possible. Okay. But I think, it, don't you think it could have happened if, like, it's like pterodactyl, like, you know, mated with a Tyrannosaurus Rex? That's not how it would happen in evolutionary theory. Okay. But yeah, the, I'm just saying that incorrect. it could probably yeah. have come from the dinosaurs, I think. Yeah, well, I exactly. We've had, here's the thing we've had all of these mysterious, very different flying creatures before pterodactyls. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we've had. All these great... I, that's the only one I can name. <laughs> um, but so we've had so, a lot. Okay, so maybe we shouldn't have the conversation at Stanford as much as watch it. <laughs> and, and I'm okay with that. I could learn I, a lot from Here's the thing. I would like to believe that dragons could exist, but I, I, do don't, too. I don't think that they... 
did you know, in the way the, that we think. In the way yeah, that we think. Right. Obviously, yeah. something from oh, yeah. ancient writings and ancient pictures, something that something. we have interpreted yeah. Yeah. as a flying lizard thing right. has happened. But yeah, I don't know either. Much, and I don't know how the wings came in. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? And, Certain things about it. And how did the fire breathing come in? I mean, first right? of all, that... What? What? Right. Find oh, me a fire breather think, now. Yeah, I don't, and we I don't can think that's a thing. Evolutionary, but yeah, I feel I like think, maybe yeah. maybe they just like had venom that came out, and people like there are they lizards felt, that have exactly. those, and it burned it like burns, fire, like fire. So there you go, the <laughs> fire breathers. See, and maybe they were shedding skin that looked like wings <laughs> in that right. time, and Solved they jumped. <laughs> so <laughs> someone was like, "That's a Solved dragon," it. and that's someone also had discovered alcohol at the same time. Oh my god! And so they. We're just drunk. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. It. There you go. Enough beer. We have solved everything. We've solved <laughs> yeah. leprechauns in Ireland. <laughs> we have solved dragons on the evolutionary I, scale. I love it. I, love I it. think I it's love a done. It. A done thing. Yeah. I want to uh, say really quick. We got a. Uh, we got a picture mm-hmm. uh, texted to us. We were talking about our friend Mark and his really good smelling poison, yeah. <laughs> which might be dangerous, and yeah. how is kind of better Bug than Febreze, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it is actually Raid. It's Ray. He sent a picture of the yeah. bottle, and so I'm looking at this. It's Raid Multi Insect, and it's for it kills ants, spiders, roaches, and flies. Oh, I love uh, this. no lingering odor, which apparently is not true. And you can use it indoor or outdoor. But I also, as I'm looking at the bottle, I'm like, wait, I remember seeing that spray on the kitchen counter by the wine we were drinking, and I'm like, <laughs> is that safe? No, just kidding. Here's the thing: Hilarious. you have to make sure the wine glasses don't get spiders in them. Okay, that's a trap. <laughs> it is get true in there, because I out. like my wine, and I don't want that taken from me. Yeah. It, so right, right. no. So that's what it is. In case you're wondering, mm-hmm. what smells better than Febreze, and also protects you from spiders, not as good as a flamethrower, no, but no, better than but- the humane little pinch thing thank you thank you yeah. so exactly raid multi-insect go check it out probably you could <laughs> right, get it at it. your walmart again i'm are we sponsoring walmart today is, is that a lowe's, thing? We are. Home, depot. lowe's home depot right there you go see hey, your Mark. generic your generic see? store uh, so Houston's going to be our little fine print <laughs> reader. He's going to be, uh, we are not uh, promoting any anybody. Is that what he's uh, we, I don't know. I other it. stores no, are it. available. Bring it. Bring it. <laughs> other, store, other stores are available. Honestly, I, I love it. it. Okay, but there's a spider story, which are we shocked? I, I know. From yeah. Houston. Again, we, uh, just why do we do this to ourselves? I want to know, though. I, I do, so too. It's, too cu- it's like the shark thing. You hate it sharks. Is, you're so afraid of them, but you want to know. I love hanging out with insects. You oh, do, gosh. and they—they they are so good to you. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I um, well, I just remembered it when we were talking about it earlier, or when you were talking about it earlier. Um, I was taking the our stand-up jet ski out for the first time for the okay. summer, and just you know, life jackets have been sitting there all winter, so you just kind of throw one on. Oh no, you oh, don't. Oh no, no, no. And so I happened to be going around on the lake, blah blah blah. Looked over my shoulder to turn, right on my shoulder. I just see this massive spider crawling up. Oh no! And like, I don't know what to do. Jump in the water. So, yeah, right there. Right. So I just jumped off. Ditch yeah. the jet and I was, ski. You know, oh, oh, oh. shaking out my shoulders oh, and yeah. trying to get it off. Got back on the jet ski. Keep going, and he's still there. Oh, okay. he is hardcore. And wow. so I had to jump off again, and I totally I took the life jacket off. Yeah, wow. in the water, and yeah. Uh, yeah. It, but he's that, like life be damned. Yeah. <laughs> I give my life for this. <laughs> when you were talking, I can't about believe that. it stayed oh, on. Well, See? spiders do that thing where they create the bubble and survive underwater. I'm like, yeah, right. you what ridiculous. The heck? 
ridiculous. Are you kidding? It's like the ants. They form a raft on water. They form do. A raft and they don't See, sink. I don't like this. I don't I like know. this. I know. Evolution, stop. See, first of all, we oh. discovered in Panama that you can have spiders that fly. They glide, but they still are in uh-uh. the air above my uh-uh. head. Yeah. And now spiders are just in the water, just going like, whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to Hanging out on your life swim. jacket. No. Oh, no. What, was it a big spider? Oh, yeah. It was, was it a, a hobo? No. It was, just, just it was a hobo spider, I want to say. Not just right. a hobo on your <laughs> Again, that is such a trap. <laughs> a hobo just, 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 just sitting just, there. I mean, you were hey, like, man, it was, get off. I, we are, yeah, we are, like, I, I noticed my shoulder was kind of heavy, but <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Did, no. yeah. Now I so know. So it was why. just a big uh, spider. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know what type it was. Uh, I'm not very good with my spider types. Well, oh, you, as I you. know, just all spiders are horrible and scary and dangerous. All of them. Yeah. Um, just want to remind people there is. There is a poll going on they, on our, go on on our Twitter. Twitter. Mm-hmm. So Let's, I, yeah. I just kind of want to check Update. out what the results are. And the are, poll is, are, do are you now. think you have the humane spider pinchy thingy, whatever you called it, or yeah. do you fire, or do you get you out flame the flamethrower? Yeah, what is come the poll? on. You go to flame Twitter, you go to thrower. at Outspokesman, and you post your vote there. I'm calling out Mark, Christian, Stan, and Mars. You all need to go vote. Yeah. I'm just saying. Excuse me, and Barb Sylvie listening in. Oh, and John. Yes. Hey, look I at know. this. We Fans, have a lot of... This is, this is dangerous. All of our listeners. Names. We know you by name. Exactly. And go I'll vote. Call you right out. Call you <laughs> yeah. right out. Acacia's listening. Okay, that's right. She, okay, that. so we apologize <laughs> to everyone. There was a weird cell phone connection with Jack. But, you know, he did a great interview. <laughs> what did your friend text you, Houston? Uh, that he must be using T-Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just thought was hysterical. No. <laughs> okay, so yes, uh, Sergey. Yes. What? What? what so, were you looking up the poll? I. Well, yeah, we need everybody, go vote. Everybody, yeah. go vote. You just we, go to at, exactly. Can you write in at out spokesman? Yeah, you can. You can write Facebook if you want to. Salt gun. Yeah. It, oh, salt that's gun. right. There you go. There you go. Not an assault Houston gun. Says, yeah. Or salt gun. <laughs> it's, and right now, it's tied. I would do a salt gun. It's awesome. tied. Yeah. Tied. So oh, we're gonna go find vote, out soon. Um, we just gotta we, happen. Yeah, we need a meal. This yeah. is what we. This is what we do on our show. We have really smart guests that are scientists that and are saving the world. Spiders. We talk to comedians and oh. then we talk about our fear, and that's how that happens. That's the oh, only way. Houston to face has it? his hand up. I have yeah. a question. Okay, uh, we have an answer. Yes, it's kind of a big question though. Oh, okay. Oh, I love it. Okay, so I know you were in Seattle. Yes. yes. Um. Every time you go visit Seattle, is there a special place that you always have to go see or visit? Okay. Are oh. you asking because you want to take someone to a special place in no. Seattle? Or is it oh. just for our sake? Yeah, just to yeah. know. Oh, yeah, just, just to know. Yeah. Is there, uh, we don't have a place we always go to other than uh, our friend's Mark, Mark, Mark place where we say, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, always yeah. needed. Yeah, right. Um, but we always end up on the hill somehow. Yeah, so, yeah, Capitol Hill. And okay. there's a there's a Mexican place that we went to last time. Yeah, it starts um, with a P. Yeah, Paquitos. Yeah, Paquitos. Yeah, that's Paquitos. right. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. Uh, they serve crickets there, so that's a yeah. place that you should check out. Actually, good food. Really good food. Really Not good. just the crickets, but the when you go to Seattle, really great crickets. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when you go to Seattle, Houston, is there a place you have to go to? Yeah. I like going down to the pier. Oh, yeah. Those are fun. I always eat breakfast at Lowell's. Okay. In, I know that place. Yeah, it's yeah. in uh, mm-hmm. Pike's Market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I always have to. See, it is oh, fun. Oh, wow. It's, just, it's a fun things to do there. We are discovering yeah. Ritten because our friends just recently moved to Ritten. And, you know, actually enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a cool little area. Yeah, but we do love to get down yeah, to the hill. It is I like, like it. we have to be there. Right, it's I've our, never been. It's yeah. our mecca. Oh, Houston. Now, here's the thing. Houston. If you're ever in Seattle, <laughs> and this uh, this goes out to all my vegan friends, because uh, one of one of my good friends over uh, in the Seattle area is vegan, so I visited her once upon a time, and we went out to a place in uh, Wallingford. Yeah, and it was a vegan place. I forget what it's called. I'll totally In Wallingford? It. Yeah. 
And it is amazing. Here's the thing. They have vegan food, but you can't even tell except for the sausage. The sausage is just the worst. Right. But I had so, Eggs Benedict, and you know I love Eggs Benedict. Couldn't even tell. Are you serious? Because tell. I didn't that's find out until afterwards. I was like, what? This was vegan? Is I, all I, I want to say. Egg is this. it as good? Because I fell in love, of course, with our yeah. friends at Boots. I love going to Boots because Boots. I can't tell that it's vegan at all. See? Is it's it exactly like the same thing. Oh, oh yeah. I love that. It's more of a sit-down kind of place, and they yeah. have great breakfast all day. Oh, um, my gosh. But, and their cinnamon rolls. Oh, my goodness. Vegan cinnamon rolls. I was like, you can't have that, but you can. No. You can have it. You See, have that's amazing. Uh, I do want to invi- I do want to remind everybody that on next week's show we are finally bringing back the segment. Let's talk about sex with our relationship therapist out of Manhattan, Damon Jacobs. That segment is next week. If you have questions for our uh, sex doctor, not a real doctor. That's your that's your line. <laughs> yeah, that's our disclaimer. Uh, our sex doctor. doctor, not a real doctor. Thank there you. you. Yeah. Um, then it is, but he is a licensed therapist and yes. a relationship therapist. Please send them into us. Oh my you can gosh. send it to our Facebook yeah. page, or you can email them directly to producer at hotmesssunday.com. We will not use your name. No. You can give us any name you want to say as long as it's FCC regulated. Right. Um, yeah, and we'll do it. So send your questions in now. That segment starts next uh, next week again. And then, of course, we're going to be talking to uh, Here TV has a new game show called The New Mod Couple. And we are going to be talking to the new hosts of that, Olivia Harewood and David Milburn, uh, who hosts that. So that's going to be exciting, too. I know. It's it looks brand fun. new TV show. It looks really it looks fun. looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's kind of a twist on your uh, old, old school couples game show, you know. Right? You know the one. Okay. <laughs> We're going to take a song break, and then we are going to actually head out for the week. Uh, but this is going to be... And take a nap. And take a that nap. That is We're my so goal. Going to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a segment. song by Viridia called Crazy in a Good Way. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And this was Outspoken. Everybody have an amazing week. We're going to see you at the same time, same place next Sunday. Come back for a great show.